The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to another edition of The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Kariah, and we're going to talk about uh, some physical gold and silver. So, Jerry, guess what? This week, gold, as we're recording the show on Friday, uh, Veterans Day, November 11th, gold is positive on the year in Canadian dollars. That's right. We're back into positive territory. We're up 1.4% in Canadian um, now it's still down four percent in USD, but that's um, it's made a, a decent recovery back from I think as low as twelve percent on the year, negative twelve percent. So Great. it's definitely making strides in in the US dollar as well. Mm-hmm. Silver is down a mere one point eight percent in Canadian dollars. So another massive comeback in silver because we did have a, a pretty good rally this week, early this week in the metals. By comparison. Just for, just because, uh, the Dow is down seven and seven point seven four percent. The S and P is down sixteen point seven six percent. The Nasdaq down twenty eight point twenty one percent, and the TSX down five point four percent on the year. So, in effect, gold and silver are outperforming the indices as of as of this recording, which is great to see. Um, which leads me to my first question with you, Jerry. A lot of people will say that gold and silver are a hedge against inflation, but oftentimes that that is not necessarily a one for one. If inflation ticks up one percent, should gold go up one percent as well? Yes and no, Jeremy. So overall, historically, gold does perform in times of high inflation and positive upticks on inflation, especially when you have central bank printing that we've seen over the past two years. But it's not binary. It doesn't happen right away. Historically, as we look back, gold performs after inflation rears its ugly head, after inflation is is you know causing damage to things like portfolios, and we're seeing um, costs going up, costs of gas, costs of um, various things, cost of living starting to go up, and then you start seeing the gold start to perform. The major headwind on gold, why, why it's what's keeping it capped, is the interest rate cycle that we're seeing that all central banks have been um, on course and, and raising interest rates. Uh, the U.S. raised interest rates last week for the fifth time. They're up over 4%. And that has been the major headwind because when you raise interest rates, whatever country it is, you raise the interest rate, you make the currency look good. It strengthens the nation's currency, and gold is negatively correlated to the U.S. dollar index. But this week, we saw a massive rally. Why? Well, the markets are now pricing in an 85% probability of now a 50 basis point hike from the Fed meeting in December, down from 75 basis points. This is a clear downshift, as what they called it last week. They're downshifting, folks. They're slowing this baby down. They cannot fight that inflationary fight anymore. And what happened? The U.S. dollar is suffering. As inflation this week reported, it did not meet expectations of 8% CPI. It, it fell down to 77 because of oil, thanks to the selling off of the, net, the strategic oil in the U.S. Um, we're seeing that that inflation did not meet expectations. So markets are pricing in slower rate hikes, lowering the U.S. dollar. U.S. dollar right now is hanging on 
to the 106.5 dollar index if you guys follow the charts 106 is a very strong support level and actually as we're recording this on remembrance day um we are about to break through the 106 so as we break through that precious metals will continue its upward rally well, I can tell you're on fire today, Jerry. And uh, it is hot in here. <laughs> well, one of the things that you know, I'm, I'm noticing what you're saying is is interesting in the sense that okay, so when there's inflation happening, you see central banks are looking to quell the inflation, and so they start raising interest rates. That looks positive for the dollar, and that in effect can tamp down the price of gold and silver. On the other hand, from what you're saying, I'm also hearing that as an opportunity to position yourself because gold is going to take off at some point when the illusion of that inflation fight disappears. And I think that's what we're seeing when the Fed is talking about downshifting or the, uh, the consensus out there is that there's going to be a downshifting in not being able to fight the inflation. I mean, you know, you can look at some numbers across, uh, across the board. I was looking at uh, some better uh, dwelling articles that did not look good for the economy. You know, um, insolvencies are up this year. I saw a report this week. I'm not sure if you saw it. It was a massive list of, of a whole bunch of tech companies of just layoffs after layoffs after layoffs. Like we're talking, you know, Meta, Spotify, uh, Twitter, obviously. That's a pretty, um, mm -hmm. that's one that's kind of spotlighted out there. But a, a lot of jobs being taken off the list. I even saw one, you know, last week you were talking about the job numbers. And there was even an article coming out saying that they were, that they weren't real jobs that were being posted up there so you know mm -hmm. that 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 uh requires some more some more research but in terms of gold fighting the inflation fight you can see gold and silver fight it long term you know when there's relatively low inflation gold and silver are are outpacing the the inflation rate when there's high inflation, they eventually will catch up to that as well. So I see this opportunity to be positioning in the market. Now, I had a client this week, Jerry, ask if buying gold at 1750 is too late in the rally. We've seen lows in the market around, I believe, 1630, 1650. We had a triple bottom in the market between throughout the summer and September. So I'd say throughout midsummer through September, we saw a triple bottom forming. And the markets obviously moved up off of that bottom. Number one, is that the, is the bottom in? And number two, is buying gold $100 higher? Have we missed the boat? These are all great questions and must-have questions. You have to really make certain when you're doing something with your money, if you're putting it into an asset class, so you're doing your homework. So these are great questions. We all want to buy the dips and buy at the bottom as best as possible. And you mentioned the triple bottom, and that triple bottom happened at gold 16, 15, three times, which is a very solid uh, support level. That has become now the 1630, 1650 mark as gold has broken up over uh, 1750 as we started the you know, first of the month last uh, a week and a half ago, gold was at 1647. Today it's 1754, up 7%. Silver was at 1967. And today we're at 2170 US, which is up 11%. And to help the Canadian, the Canadian dollar is actually up 5%. 5 so it does offset that a bit. You do have some purchasing power. So you haven't, it hasn't really left the station yet. 
you do have the opportunity to still buy, to still buy at these price levels and to actually still buy when we still have some product and product is thankfully trickling in. Uh, the premiums are staying high. This is an indication that um, it's getting tight. It is tight and 16 to 30 days uh, available delivery on items, popular items such as silver maples, 100 ounce bars, Royal Canadian Mint Pam bars, 16 to 30 days. That's that's massive, Jeremy. It, it's... There's definitely supply issues, and um, there's also amazing buying in the market if we look at what's happening in the central banks, which we'll get into a little bit later. But first, what are some ways that people can get involved in the physical precious metal market? Like, If, if someone's new to the market, what's the, what should be the first thing that they do? First thing should, you do- Should they contact their advisor first? Well, absolutely. I mean, you, if you do have a financial planner, you're going to go through them first. They, they may try to persuade you against it, saying things like gold is volatile. This is a very popular one, but gold is not volatile. Studies do show that adding gold and silver to one's portfolio actually improves it. The risk-to-reward ratios improve. The sharp ratios improve. The sortinial ratios improve. It's, it's proven. This is, the, this is the study that we often refer to, the Ibbitts and Associates study, which we can share with you. We can share with the planner. And once you come to the point where, yes, it's time to buy physical, not paper proxies, not ETF, and we're actually seeing the biggest sell-offs and rollout of ETFs ever before and, yeah. and into physical. Yeah, it looks like there's a movement away from these exposure to the market and paper versions of the market to the actual real thing. Yeah, the sell-off in ETFs was reported that the real that it's been driven by the so-called carry cost of owning gold. It's it's more you know, people are realizing that the big difference between the interest rate and inflation rate you know, if the if the U.S. is at four percent minus the rate of inflation's inflation, it puts you into negative territory on your growth. So, you need to battle stagflation, high inflation, low growth, and unfortunately, not too many financial planners or uh, asset classes offer something like gold and silver that perform during these times during during times of stagflation. So, once you decide uh, on gold or silver, you want to think. Allocation, should I go 50-50 gold and silver? It really depends on your volume. We're seeing a lot of people coming in with 20 to 50, 100,000. So anything around 20 to 50, we may split it 50-50. Get some exposure in gold and silver. Jim Rogers wrote today that he's very bullish on silver. Um, Goldman Sachs recommends gold. Uh, they cited that... Um, suggested whenever the Fed is finally forced to cut rates and slow down, they see gold price going higher as much as 30%. And that's Goldman Sachs who are always really uh, conservative when it comes down to and gold where, forecasting. And where do they see it going? Well, Jim Rogers sees, sees multiple times higher. He's, he's holding gold and silver. He favors silver right now. He also favors things like agriculture because when you have high inflation you need real assets and the question is what is your real asset yeah and i know with jim rogers multiple interviews i've watched he's never a seller he's not necessarily a buyer because he has his position but he says yeah at the right price i'll definitely be buying more and he always says and i will definitely be buying more in the future 
but you never hear him talking about selling at this point. And uh, obviously, uh, he was one of the first hedge fund managers. So right. he, he definitely knows his stuff. Let's get into how to buy it in a registered account and talk about the physical purchases from central banks. We'll talk about that on the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, just before break, we were talking about how to get into the market for the first time. And we definitely think that starting small is a great way to get started. You want to get a sense of how the market works. You want to get a sense of pricing. You want to get a comfort built up in how this works. Because we can't help but think in kind of an investment mentality. But at the end of the day, this is a retail product. And what you're doing is you're not investing, quote unquote, you're buying something you're acquiring an asset and that could be gold and silver it could also be a natural fancy color diamond you know it's interesting because we always say of, of course we're not advisors you should talk to your advisor but it's interesting that advisors often can't view gold and silver outside of an investment frame uh, frame of mind they say oh it doesn't pay a dividend well it's not supposed to pay a dividend because it's not an investment it has no counterparty risk. You it's get money. a dividend if there's a counterparty and there's a risk that you're taking with your currency. Um, and that's another big, big problem that we have to constantly overcome. This and, and I still make the mistake, but this distinction between currency and money. Money is a store of value. Currency is a method of exchange right. and, um, you know, to, to, for payment but it doesn't necessarily hold its value. And fiat currencies obviously have never held value long-term. Now, gold and silver can be currencies. They've been currencies in the past, or they could, they could back up a currency. They could back a currency. Um, but most importantly is that they're money. And we always have to make that distinction. So when we say, oh, you're money in the bank, that's a problem. We should be saying, your currency in the bank, because that's what you have in the bank. Mm -hmm. um, you could say the money I have in the vault, if you're holding physical gold and silver, that would right. work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it just reminds me of certain quotes and certain reasons why people are getting into gold. Uh, our business has just gone up three, four fold over the past couple of years, all because of uh, certain measures that, um, that, powers and our governments have implemented and caused people to really pivot and really think and study, do I really want to have everything in the bank? So once you decide on when it, what, you know, how you want to maneuver, um, you know, gold, there's a quote by John Morrill who says, like liberty, gold never really stays where it is undervalued. So as we're seeing an erosion of certain rights and liberties, so does the move of money. And we have to, and, and gold is, is that escape route that you can actually position and and maneuver away from certain policies that are not really friendly towards your money that is eroding your purchasing power it doesn't matter if you're in a stock or a bond these things are all all denominated in an eroding currency in a, de, a currency that is being destroyed 
And we're looking at other central banks. You were going to talk about central banks shortly. Canada owns, owns no gold. You know, the Gold Telegraph report, a good reminder today that back in 2016, Canada sold every drop of ounce that we had. Now, mind you, Canada as a whole, we're in good shape as far as natural resources go. We have a lot in the ground. But Canadians have to do what they're doing, have to do what the central banks have been doing. And Canadians need to acquire the physical gold and silver for this generation and the next generation to come. So speaking of uh, acquiring physical gold and central banks, central banks this year have been buying at a record pace. I read yesterday that they've beaten the record in the third quarter for since 2016, and you'd have to go back to 2000, 2000 to see this much central bank buying that we've been seeing this year. And just to look at some headlines, just going through um, you know, Google central bank gold buying, listen to these recent headlines. Uh, Washington Post, even central banks are buying gold for the zombie apocalypse. I mean, come on, Washington Post, get your act together. <laughs> um, Yahoo News, one of the world's top gold buying central banks is far from sated, meaning they want to buy more. Central banks, uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal, central banks have binged on gold this year. It just isn't entirely clear which ones. That goes to the article we were talking about last week, which is the whale. We're not quite sure which central bank has been buying. Uh, that's the mystery whale that's been buying. And uh, here's one from just eight days ago, uh, crudeoilprices.com. Central banks are buying gold at the fastest pace in 55 years. The question becomes, Jerry, is why are, gold, why are central banks on this gold buying spree it's really hard to determine, except for the fact that gold isn't obviously a relic. Otherwise, central banks wouldn't be buying it at a record pace. 100%. What are your thoughts? Well, we're seeing ripple. We saw a 2008 ripple effect. You know, when it was a debt issue, it, it trickles into the credit market, to the derivatives market. It's a cascading of events that occurs. And when you have that cascading, everything gets sucked in. When you have that derivatives um, implosion, everything gets sucked in. It doesn't matter if you're in this or that. If you're tied in that financial system, you're going to get tied up in that cascade. So this is the reason why you have a uh, Goldman Sachs reports that the emerging market central bank demand appears to be a reflection of geopolitical trends that have been years in the making versus just a one-off spike. So we've seen over the past few years, good central banks have been steadily accumulating physical precious metals um, for the purpose of decoupling themselves, decoupling their country, decoupling their citizenry from potential risks, financial, uh, uh, you know, paper markets, the derivatives markets is the 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 margin that it's out there, the uh, the leverage in the entire system, and further. Now you have the FTX situation with the crypto markets. You have Binance wanting to come to the rescue. We had FTX today, a major crypto exchange that filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. Um, Binance, another major exchange, was going to come to the rescue a couple days ago. And the, the chief, the Binance chief, Jianpeng Zhao, said in the beginning two days ago, our hopes was to support FTX customers to provide liquidity. Remember that. That's going to be a key word going forward, liquidity. 
And he says, but the issues were beyond our control to help. Now, fast forward to today, breaking news, Binance Chief Zhang uh, Peng Zhao comes out and says again, now he is warning of a cascading crypto crisis similar to the 2008 financial crash to hold on tight. So this is coming from the whale himself, Binance, massive exchange of crypto. And if you, if you look, Forbes actually reported as well that the Ontario teacher's pension plan may, has, may lose $60 million. They got caught up in the FTX, and this is going to cascade. Hold on See, a second. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Forbes. I, I, no, you're saying the Ontario pen, teacher's pension plan owns crypto? I don't know what form, but, but they, they do have exposure. But they don't touch gold. $59 million exposure to FTX. Is it leveraged? We don't know. All we know is the pension holders have been questioning pension companies for a long time at these meetings. They want to get gold in the portfolio. They're not allowed to. Um, so people, I need to take the, you know, take the wheel for yourself when it comes down to your own investments with your money and safeguarding it for the long haul. Yeah, I don't really under, I haven't followed the FTX story too closely. I understand it does have to do with crypto, but most importantly, leverage with crypto, right? Yeah, so there was the, the FTX chief executive, um, Sam Bankman-Fried, he was um, extending loans, so he was actually taking um, customers' assets to fund risky bets. He was betting, he was using his, you know, using customers' money as a slush fund to bet on other things through Almeida research. And it really set the stage for the exchange's implosion. And it, they owed about 10 to 17 billion. Some people familiar with the matter said, who knows? But the money disappeared. People's monies have, monies have disappeared. And that's how quickly it can happen. Well, here's the thing. When you own physical precious metals, whether you're buying it direct, whether you're storing it in the vault or acquiring it in a, your registered account, there is no counterparty risk. Nobody else owns that physical product but you. You have direct ownership. No one has a claim on it. Nobody can use it for leverage anywhere else. It, it is completely yours and yours alone, no counterparty risk. So if you want to have something in your portfolio that is essentially uh, a safety mechanism against the financial collapse, you want to have something like physical gold and silver. That's not paper. It's a physical asset held in a vault outside the banking system. And we do that at Guildhall. We help you to do that in an RSP, TFSA, Lira, LIF, RIF. If you're holding an account Within, with any institution in Canada, we can assist you to transfer funds to Questrade, who we work with. They would be the custodian. And then you could get involved in this vehicle whereby you would own your own physical precious metals and get out of harm's way. And it seems to me, Jerry, that that's what central banks are looking to do. There was a quote last week from the central banker in uh, the Netherlands who talked about revaluing gold if things got too out of hand. So you have to have gold if you're going to revalue. But if certainly this is a liquidity crisis, this is a leverage crisis, all of these, these debts don't matter until they do. And on that note, i got something else to talk to you about in the next segment um, uh, with regard to debts and with regard to the central banks. 
but they're going to need physical gold. And mm -hmm. once you have all that physical gold, you can back a new currency with it. You can say, okay, we're going to pay our debts because we've revalued the gold. There's a lot more options when you actually have an asset. And that's the key. He who owns the gold makes the rules. 100% Jeremy. This is this is the golden rule here at Guildhall. And he who has the gold makes the rules. And if you cannot hold it, you do not own it. You need to give us a call, one eight seven 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 eight silver or or go to the website, guildhallwealth.com, and find out how to hold precious metals, physical bullion within your registered RSP or TFSAs. The number, again, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. You know, Jerry, I often say that debts don't matter until they matter. You do. And I think they're starting to matter. And I was and I was telling you yesterday about an interview I was listening to with Vince Lancey on Arcadia Economics. Vince Lancey, he's a 20-year commodity trading veteran, and he's got a great perspective on the market and just kind of listening to this interview and how he looks at things. So for, for instance, he'll look at what's happening in China and he'll see the trends between copper nickel and then the metals market and we did get a move up in the metals market probably because in china they uh, are starting to um lower the uh lockdowns. COVID lockdowns and and so there's there's a, a a bid on commodities but one of the things he was talking about as as we've been discussing with central banks is the idea of someone having their thumb on the metals how did the metals seem to just stay in place and he noted as well that we had a massive move in gold last week, which never happens. The market always gets capped at 2%. You could have a couple mm -hmm. 2% up days in a row, but you never see more than that in a day, right? Things like that. And you couple that with what's happening with the drawdowns and in inventories. And he talked about that a little bit, saying it's happened before, but it usually was some sort of arbitrage between two vaults mm -hmm. whereas this time they seem to be leaving the vault and going somewhere completely different leaving the country yeah so there's there's that and he believes and i tend to agree that the central banks will let the price rise when they're good and ready yes the short the short players can can get caught on the wrong side and we've seen that in 1980 we saw it uh, in 2010 and 11. Uh, we've, we even saw it in 2020. Mm -hmm. There are times where the short players can get caught on the wrong side. But if we're talking about making sure that you have the chair for when the music stops, that appears to be what the central banks are doing. So we should be following the smart money and getting our chair too for when the music stops and acquiring while we can, while their price is being kept low, mm -hmm. right? And then he said, he said, you know, the price doesn't matter until it matters. And right. the debts don't matter until they matter. And it's absolutely true. You can say, we're going to go with our regular narrative on how we make our trades. 
until something breaks. I think that's what they're saying when the Fed's going to break something. They're saying, yeah, they can raise rates all day and just pretend that, that the sky's blue until something breaks, and then it's going to be a completely different change of everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to instantly go into crisis mode, and we want to avoid all that. We want to avoid all that by already being positioned in the market. And if you haven't been positioned, then just start to dip a toe in the water and get a feel for what this market is, how it works, and what it's going to do for you eventually. And until you have skin in the game, you're just going to be watching the price. And you're not going to be able to glean anything from watching the price, can you? No, you cannot. You have to really follow and really pivot and watch what these central banks do and what they say. What they say is a lot of jawboning, a lot of hot air, a lot of things that they have to say. They have to keep employment up. They have to keep inflation down. And they will say that they're after that and they're after the inflation and they're going to support the jobs markets. But we're seeing massive layoffs globally. So they're failing at that. Meta laid off 11,000 employees alone. And, you know, the central bankers here in Canada are saying, you know, we're going to keep rates uh, very low for a long, long period of time. And that was a year and a half ago. And meanwhile, fast forward to today, Canada's up. The, the, rates have, the rates have gone to a point where it's squeezing a lot of new home buyers. They can't even make their payments. Home ownership seems unattainable. You cannot get to the goal of home ownership. We're seeing this and we're seeing um, a lot of, you know, mistrust. And when you have trust, out the door when it's when it is slammed shut, you can't get that back open. But I think right now as well, Jerry. I mean, you, you talk to people about real estate because we're all experts on that for sure. And um, you know, people say, "Well, where is this crash? What's what's going on?" And you know, I'm looking at this better dwell- dwelling article that says Canadian real estate prices are the fastest falling in the G7. And it, it it reiterates the fact that it was the fastest moving upwards, too. So it's given back some of its gains that it recently made, right? It's mm-hmm. no different than what you saw during COVID. The stock market was rallying during COVID because people were getting paychecks and putting it into the stock market. And then they gave it back, and people automatically go, I'm down. Are you down, or did you just give back? It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to tell, mm-hmm. right? Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I remember in 2018, 19, we were getting calls and people were saying, the stock market's supposed to be at all time highs and moving at a rapid clip, but I made nothing this year mm-hmm. and my broker made 3%. Yeah. So that's when they decided to start thinking about a change. And those were kind of savvy players. And then through 2021, it was more about, okay, I'm not liking the situation that I'm seeing at all whether it's keeping people locked down, whether it's the economy being um, locked down. I feel like the economy is being harassed, you know, in that respect with the lockdowns and now uh, carbon taxes and things like this. It's, it's just, it seems, uh, it just seems wrong with Mm -hmm. what's happening. And how do you protect against that? How do you get out of that? How do you just say no to it? And that's why I feel that kind of freedom of having physical gold and silver puts you away from all of that. You're protecting that wealth. No one can touch it. And you mentioned right out the gate in the first segment about negative real rates. You know, if they're saying inflation's at 8%, but you're paying 16% more for your gas, food, and electric bills, then guess mm-hmm. what? You're, you're at negative real 8% yeah. rates. Mm-hmm. So how do you protect against that? Well, 
That's what gold and silver have done for decades, right. for thousands of years. There's a reason why they've been around for thousands of years, because it's money. Yeah. So you got to have a little bit in your hand, and you can buy it direct, put it into a vault where you can ease the liquidity, be able to buy and sell on a phone call, or put it in your in your RSP TFSA. And the Abitson article that you mentioned says you should have 10 15% to properly diversify, meaning to have something negatively correlated to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So the, I guess the, the takeaway question is, is do I have 10, 15% allocated in my portfolio? And maybe that's something I should be discussing with my, with my advisor. Now, if they're saying to buy paper, I'm tapping mm-hmm. my head. Remember, if you <laughs> yes, can't you hold it, you don't own it. And if you're buying something on paper, you're buying counterparty risk, which That's means you're making an investment you're not owning. That's right. You know, I- exactly. You know, when it comes down to, you just brought up liberty and, you know, they we're recording on November the 11th, Remembrance Day. You just remember all of the, the soldiers who fought for our freedoms here, here in Canada and their liberties. And we just want to, you know, remember you today. We want to, you know, give our hats off, our salutes to you if you served in the military for our freedoms and we don't take it very lightly we take it very seriously and gold also represents that you know when i was reflecting on my way in there was that quote that talked about you know like liberty gold never stays where it is undervalued and we're seeing liberties being eroded and gold is fleeing the country like never before so this is a very opportune time to really reconsider where your money is parked where your freedoms are where your what liberty means to you and really take the wheel of wealth for yourself. And we're seeing that as well in the alternative health space. People are doing the exact same thing as well. So get in touch um, with us. We would love to show you how to get involved in the market and what would work best for you. And there was a, a recent report this week from Stuart Thompson. He's a gold silver analyst and he was saying if uh, gold breaks out above 1700, it would indicate and which we have done, it would indicate that gold is ready to stage a rally back to 1810. And once we can get over the 1810, we're going, we're moving up to 2100. So it looks like we're gearing up for a good 2023 in terms of the gold market that we had the, we had the, um, transitory inflation we had the fight inflation year and now we have the year of consequences and you can avoid reality but you can't avoid the consequences of avoiding reality and it looks like right now what we're seeing in the precious metals market is reality is setting in and the market's starting to take off against these these illusions so get some physical for yourself the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com and if you've missed a show check us out on youtube we're on youtube And uh, you can check out some of our shows there and see some other videos that are up on the site as well. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I've been noticing that color diamonds are getting back in fashion, that uh, they're starting to rock at, at auctions again. There was a, a, a small period there, I would say, between... 
2018, 2021, where there wasn't a lot of action in, in the metals, in, sorry, in the diamond market. I, I think in 2018, 19, you had really the peak of the everything bubble. You know, you had NFTs going from 40 bucks to $40,000 and crypto was on fire and the stock market was apparently doing so, so well. I mean, I didn't necessarily see it, but, um, and then of course you had COVID and things kind of locked down and the jewelry market shut down as well. But all of a sudden this year with the, the onset of inflation and the unavoidable consequences of seeing this inflation outright, you're starting to see this move to hard assets again and the protection of hard assets and this kind of this theme of moving from illusion to reality and how do we protect ourselves in the real world. And we're starting to see those auctions moving again. Have you noticed that as well? 100%. Yeah, I'm seeing the activity just starting to really flourish, um, following a lot of action, price action, and um, a lot of exhibitions happening in, in Melbourne, Australia. As we know, the Argyle mine closed down. They're going to be showcasing um, in the next month or so. Um, it will showcase the largest collection of Auss Aussie pink pink diamonds in the world, more than 100 gems from the Argyle mine, and it's headlined by the Argyle Violet as well. So let's see, the 2.83 carat stone, which was acquired by LJ West, and it's supposed to be the rarest diamond, in, the rarest pink in the world. So we're seeing the allure and the move back into diamonds. Yeah, you know, from 2018-19, the allure went to, you know, the excitement of digital, everything digital. But as we are seeing, there's a tactical and strategic shift away from digital. Um, what is your hard asset? What is your real asset? And we're, we're seeing a shift. It's a tactical shift towards real assets. Gold, silver, natural, fancy, gold, diamonds. These are timeless ways, thousands of years, proven wealth protectors. Um, and for diamonds, it's tactical because you have now wealth that is concentrated. And needless to say, this is a beautiful asset class to own. Rarest stones that the Guildhall inventory offers. We do have pinks available that they are going. We're showing a few next week. We want you to get in touch. Have a look at these stones. We have an emerald VS1, uh, emerald argyle pink, 0.27 carat. It's a beautiful diamond. I was just, you know, breath, you know, breath was taken away last week or during the week when I just, paused i got the diamond got the loop and i just took a break and i just got lost in the stone jeremy it's one of the be most beautiful assets you can actually gaze into and you'll fall in love with the guild hall stone yeah some of these diamonds were selling for under fifteen thousand dollars a little over 10 years ago wild that you can barely buy at at less than 45 if that today and so the numbers are really there and of course, they just get better over time because you're overcoming the the cost of you know the taxes, for instance, things like this. But over time, they just get better and better and better. And you know, as a decade goes past, decade and a half, you look back, you say, "Wow, I can't believe I got it at that price." Um, now, it also kind of just shows how much money printing has been going on, or currency printing going on, and how the how the the value of the dollar is just being lost con consistently over time. And you can see that as these 
very rare diamonds continue to grow in value. And yeah, you know, you might have a plateau here and there, but you don't get volatility. Mm -hmm. And that's another very key point about this market. There's no volatility. It's not a liquid market, like say gold and silver, but you don't get the volatility. This is just something you hold on to, you enjoy, you can keep it for generations, or you know, you can look for the long term to say, okay, now I have an exit strategy for it. And the longer you hold it, the better it gets. Mm-hmm. So give us a call for that. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. You can go to our YouTube channel. Um, just look up Guildhall Wealth on YouTube and you can see some of the diamonds on there as well. You could just kind of check them out and see what they look like because they're really something to behold. Well done. And it's concentrated wealth. You can take them anywhere in the world. And that's something that you can't do if you have currency stuck in a bank somewhere. And that, that can happen from time to time. Getting back to the metals, Jerry. I think that um, it's been great to see the market move up. I think we needed that, especially after a couple months of these triple bottoms occurring in the gold and silver market. How excited are you for the future right now in precious metals? And where do you ultimately see this going? And what's your timeline? Well, I have never been as excited as as I am today. Um, I've always held gold and silver. I mean, I've been a holder of gold and silver since 2010. Um, and I have been accumulating steadily since. My excitement, I thought I was excited then. But fast forward to today, when gold and silver, when gold became tier one capital a couple of years ago, I felt the sense of, hey, we're moving towards a potential solution. Because remember, the problem ultimately, as you mentioned earlier, is debt. And we've solved the debt problem in 2008 with more debt, quantitative easing one, QE2, QE3, mortgage-backed securities this, derivatives over here. The, the financial system is so overweight in paper that, that we have to reckon that debt. That debt has to be settled once and for all. And now that we have technical showing up, when we have smart money getting involved, the participation coming into the market, we're seeing the demand and this lack of supply, the premiums starting to fluctuate on us. It's the fall down in supplies the off the COMEX. You have that potential of the revaluation now, Jeremy. This is, you know, you talked about the Dutch Central Bank. They have a revaluation account for their gold. This is reality now. There was a book years ago, $10,000 gold. We used to scoff at it. What? What is this? It's math. It's really refinancing the debt. You bring gold as a tier one capital, as your, as your, as your guarantee, as your collateral. Revalue that asset class up to ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar gold, and now you have much more than just wealth protection. You have just flourished with your holdings. Two thousand ounces buy bought a home in nineteen eighty of silver. Of silver. Bought uh, bought an average house in the 1980s. Gold hits ten thousand dollars at a twelve to one ratio. We hit ten thousand one thousand dollar Canadian gold or silver. Multiply by two thousand ounces, you have a two million dollar home. Two thousand ounces today is sixty five thousand Canadian dollars. How can you get that? I had a client that you know, listen to one of my, one of the advice of you know, refinancing a house, pull some equity out, pulled 75,000 out, bought 2000 ounces. Well done. Cause this is going to pay off for you. 
The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Exciting days indeed for the precious metals. Give us a call. Thank you so much for listening to us this week, and we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.